Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from May the 16th, 1992. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button to subscribe to the channel and hit the like button to like this week's episode. These pesky algorithms like that type of stuff. And the other thing, it makes uh, our resident superstar, Hard Body Hopper, happy. Doc, let me welcome you into the show. How are you? It's been just 24 hours since the last week we recorded. I hope everybody had a wonderful Halloween and that you were spooky and scary and that you got bags full of toys or condoms or whatever it is you were out there trolling for. Uh, we're, we're on the Now we're turning the corner to uh, Thanksgiving, one of the best holidays of the year. You that feeling is the fall? best. Are you feeling fall festival right now? Well, it's cooled down in our area. And, like, to be honest with you, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. These, these cool November temperatures are wonderful, huh? It's not it just Thanksgiving is, is, the, is, the, is the great holiday because it's like I, I it's, it's not Christmas where I've got to spend way too much money on bullshit mm. that nobody needs. And you can actually enjoy the actual holiday because Christmas day, when you have young kids, especially for you, I'm not still in this boat like you, but you, it's a work day, essentially. Like you, you you wake up early, you got to put stuff together. You know, you know, the drill, man, your kids are still young, but it's a work day. So Thanksgiving's not like that, man. You can actually sleep in a little bit. At least I do. Um, um, newsflash. Yeah. Newsflash, buddy. What? Um, this year, my daughter's birthday is on Thanksgiving. Oh God. You just getting the boots put to you. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Now I want to talk about, I really want to talk about that game, uh, that we just had with the Rams Cowboys moved to, to, uh, <laughs> five and two. <laughs> <laughs> squarely squarely in second place in the division and and looking good for that wild card berth that i predicted didn't see much uh from the rams that gave me pause and and then dak brought it home so good to see there in real time he's still reeling from 42 to 10 in san francisco on sunday night because this is being recorded october 12th so just don't let him keep blowing smoke up your asses Shit, the way the world's going, Mike, we may not be alive by the time this thing airs. You know what I mean? Hey, man, 
We'll see. It's a, it's scary out there. Everybody better, you know, get their night vision goggles. Um, <laughs> we're still telling these jokes that are a couple of weeks old because this is our third show in three days in real time. And I'm probably going to stay up tonight and get soused and watch the uh, pay-per-view because we're going to hit that next week. Um, it's, a, it's a wrestling season. It's also baseball season. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we'll have won the World Series. That would be great. Uh, the NBA will be in full swing. Now, you're racist and hate the NBA. It's one of my favorite things in life. Is the I love the NBA. College basketball is for white people. The NBA is for us brothers. You know what I mean? <laughs> white Lashley over there. Uh, you I shouldn't joke like that. All these, all these crackerhead crackers that can't shoot the ball. I'm like, dude, put the biscuit in the basket. Come on. You shouldn't joke like that, man. Somebody's listening to us to the for the first time right now, and they're like, "What? Mike's racist? He doesn't like the NBA? <laughs> come on, man!" Like you and Oprah always say, "Come on, come on, come on, come on!" Oh man! All right. Well, hey, here's the deal. I'm gonna level. We always shoot everything to the best of our abilities, straight down the middle. I'm not gonna lie to you here, folks. This is not going to be a long episode. Mike and I have not had a lived enough life to have a real good open here. You've probably heard uh, 95% of the open. It is a uh, late in the day of a long day for both of us. Uh, there's NFL football and we're missing. And this is a 42 minute show that we're about to, to cover. So uh, we're here for a good time, but not a long time. If you know what I mean? I think I've blown myself up in the pre-show Where's the video version? I'm ready to roll, son. I told you no flips and no dives. We just don't have enough like stuff that's happened since the last time we spoke. All we do is to, work to and a... sleep and record this fucking show. We can't get any life lived to talk about anything. Right, so it's kind of hard to to really, you know, drill down to anything. It just Anything not... happening in the world would get us kicked off YouTube at this point if we had a comment about it. So just stay safe out there and uh, you know, don't let any any uh Missiles hit you. By the way, um, on last week's version, I didn't play this for you, but after we wrapped up, I did go on to the main event and pulled some audio from it. Remember during the main event, they said Ricky Steamboat called into the corporate offices and yeah. Steamboat was going to, you know, ha he, he was going to speak on, I don't remember the exact verbiage they use, but hey, Steamboat's going to speak on uh, mm -hmm. whatever happened. Um, would you like to hear that, what he said? It's no. like two minutes long. You wouldn't? No. This is not a feud where he's going to say anything that I want to hear, and that's why it, I would rather I would have rather had Sting in this role than Steamboat, like I said last week. Because um, Rude, is, Rude is lugging him to the to the arena on this one. Maybe I'll play it at the end of the show. I played it at the end of last week's show, so if you waited till the very end after Doc said book it, it was on there. Uh, okay. So if you didn't well, hear it, that's supposed to be the end of the show. I guess it's not. Well, no, I wanted I wanted to hear what what Steamboat had to say, so I pulled up the main event and I was like, oh, that's it. So it was just you know it was just one of those things. Uh, real quick, Doc, before we do jump into May 16, nineteen ninety two, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childer, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month, and basically being the sponsors of this show. I don't ha have any new Patreon announcements this week because, like Doc said a few minutes ago, 
we literally have recorded three episodes inside of 48 hours at this point. So I'm not doing really... another one tomorrow. So you don't, don't ask. Oh, well, that's why we're doing this one tonight. So that we didn't oh. have to do another one tomorrow. So remember, uh, anyway, so I just wanted to point that out. Uh, and, uh, we like, are still doing, like my, I've been hollowed out here in terms of talent. I need to recharge. I need a refractory period to fill up with jizzy goodness. Me too. Anyway, we, um, we are still giving shout outs if you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. So make sure you leave a five star review and we will shout you out for sure. And don't forget to sign up on Patreon. The only way you get the pay per view that we're going to review, Wrestle War 92, with one of the better war games you ever see, is at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That is tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Sign up, get all that Patreon goal. 400 plus Patreon exclusive episodes are available there. On that particular note, Let's get started, Doc. We are talking May the 16th of 1992. Uh, do you see what I'm talking about when I said, um, you know, last week, this has to be the same week because look at Missy's hair and yeah. the dude behind her, too. Um, anyway, Missy. You think he's done trying with, to smell her back quarters? What there. is wrong with you? You ever, you ever go to a strip club and see the sniffers? Uh, that's disgusting. I didn't say it wasn't. I just said, have you ever done it? Seen them, not do it, but. Um, yeah, kind of, yeah. And it's just like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> I think some dudes are just nasty. They get off on stuff like that. Like, some. What are you doing? Yeah. Um. So, Missy's got the big hair again. She throws a JR. Jim Ross pumps up Wrestle War 92. He's going to bring in Teddy Long. And the audience gives Teddy Long a Teddy chant. And my note here was times have changed because, boy, it wasn't that long ago or it didn't seem like it where he was peanut head nonstop. Peanut head, you know, that's all they were chanting at Teddy, peanut head. Teddy Long says uh, he isn't the new Teddy Long. He is the real Teddy Long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You got any thoughts on Teddy Long here? Talking about his uh, community outreach. He's been doing some work in the hood. He's been doing what you claim to do when you're off from work. Uh, community service and outreach. Yes, that is important to give back to the homies in the hood. Like he said, uh, in this part, um, yeah, at, at first I thought he was going to co-host. And as we come to find out, he's not really the co-host. That's going to be, uh, Brian Pillman. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, I was wondering why the black man got the short show, but it turns out he didn't even get that. So never mind. Um, right. Yeah. He just got the intro. He's, right. he's going to. This is a time period right now where he's, I think he's going to kind of do a good bit of this where he's talking about community outreach. So it's a, it's a, it's a real thing that he was doing where he was doing okay. all this community I outreach. Mean, I mean, I ain't going to stand in the way of a man trying to help out the underprivileged people. That seems like a good thing to do. You should try it sometime, it. you selfish prick. I do it all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, let's go now to... Um, Teddy and JR are wrapping up. We're going to get thrown to Johnny B. Bad and Scotty Flamingo, who who are our main event this week. Let's see what they got to say leading up to the two out of three falls they're going to have. Three fall matchup today. Johnny B. Bad, a man you know very well, and right. Scotty Flamingo, two top light heavyweights. Let's hear their comments. Johnny B. Bad, the bad man of world championship wrestling. And this week, I've got Scotty Flamingo. It's going to be a blessing to teach you a lesson. I know why they call you Flamingo. Because your legs are so skinny. Whee! Johnny B. Bozo the Clown. You got I bet. 
I'd say about half an hour to back out of this two out of three falls match with Scotty Flamingo, the Flamingo Kid, because I will be the next World Light Heavyweight Champion, and I'm going to step on you to get there. Should be a great matchup, and I know that you... He did it again, Doc. He did it again. And you know what's, you know what's so <laughs> sad about that is how good of a promo Raven really is. That you, you feel like there's better in him than this. I, I, I don't know what to say. It's... It's absurd. I mean, that's the only words I have for it. Yeah, it is absurd. Now, it's a be a blessing to teach you a lesson is right up there with it's my civic duty to bang that booty. Sure. That's in some movie. Is it? I, they've heard yeah. that before. I just don't know where. Some black movie that I like. Oh, okay. I like to watch black movies, you know. Okay. Sure thing. All right. Uh, I did want to play Teddy Long talking about his community outreach. I, I kind of thought that needed to be played we i don't have a, a lot here on, this week well i got a question on that video that they show is that how they got on bet let's watch the video and then we'll i'll, I'll respond after here it is a great matchup, and I know that you and Johnny B. Bad have patched up your differences, but let's move on to another issue. You recently were at the Jonesboro South Housing Project in Atlanta. Tell us what went on that day. Well, exactly right, Jim Ross. In the Jonesboro South Housing Project, I'd like to say a good thanks to uh, the Atlanta uh, Falcons. Uh, Jamie Dukes, the center for them, was out there with us. A lot of the Atlanta Hawks players, along with Johnny B. Bad, Ron Simmons, the Steiners, and our guys. And what we're doing for the homies in the hood is Jim Ross, I was born, I was raised in the project, and I felt it was my duty to go back and let the little homies know to stay off drugs, uh, to stay in school, obey your parents, obey your school teachers. And one other thing we want to talk about also is that I can't stop the killings, I can't stop the drugs, and I can't stop the, I can't make the living conditions better, but myself as a public servant and all the WCW stars, we can go out and shake a hand, we can sign an autograph, and we can pick up a kid and try to motivate somebody to do the right thing like the Godfather's doing it on the good foot. Alright, Teddy, thank you very much much for taking Thank time you. to be with us. Fans, uh, the light heavyweight champion, Flying Brian, will be joining us a little bit later in the broadcast. But right now, let's go to the ring. All right. So that's a hell of an observation that you made saying, is this kind of how they ended up getting on BET? I don't know, because I don't remember the exact time when they got on BET. I just know it happened. Okay. But it made me think, they had Ron Simmons. Why? Why did why they do take they need Johnny? Fake B? black people when you have real ones right there. Yeah, you got a real brother. Like you don't need the dude who's working like to be a brother. <laughs> you you have a shoot brother. Right, you have a shoot brother. Why <laughs> are you? Why are you taking the fake one? Look, um, I, I, I'm a glory hound, but even I know I don't belong on BET. I mean, come on. Well, no, I mean, you can be on BET if you are you were a white person. It just was, well, that wasn't what they did. They do presented, I need to be accompanied by a black person so I don't get jumped? They pre, You're an asshole. They presented a white man as a black man. And the, this is the thing. It wasn't just that they brought him on BET. Because somebody emailed me saying, They well, kept I mean, on kayfabe, brother. It was somebody was like, well, you know, they, they, they've had they've had white people on BET before. I'm like, yes, I used to watch BET. I, I realized that that occasionally you, you would see a white person on there. I, I understand that. That wasn't the thing they presented. They took the man who was doing a African-American gimmick as a gay black man on BET to talk about the plight of the black wrestler. 
that, anyway, that that's something. Uh, yeah. So that was um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, t- I'm sorry. I, I, we we've beat that horse a lot here. Let's go now to the first match. After Teddy Long talked about working in the hood and doing community outreach, the we little have homies and the little homies. Homies he grew up with. Homies he threw up with. Okay, easy over there. We go to the first match. We're thrown to the Super Invader in a handicap match who is with Harley Race versus Ian Weston and Keno McKenzie uh, are these gentlemen's names. Um Doc, do you do you want to do you want do you want do you want to tell the people who the Super Invader is or would you like me to? Well, we're supposed to believe that he's from the deepest of the Orient, but he looks as oriental there as a uh, T. Joe Khan. Yeah, Hercules Hernandez, for people who don't know who the super yeah. invader is. <laughs> Renowned martial arts expert, Hercules Hernandez. You know, I, I what one thing I don't understand about this is he's got a great build if you needed to put a mask on him because you didn't want to present him as Hercules Hernandez. Okay. Why does he, okay. Why does, why does he have to be from the York? Like, why does he have to be Japanese? And weren't the super invaders like Puerto Ricans? Uh, well, th- that's the other part. Cause it, it does get confusing. Cause when you hear super invader, there's been other super invaders before. Okay. Yeah. So it just, I guess it's just, Who's booking this shit? You know, like it like feels it feels overbooked, but that's just right. Know. It's a rhetorical question when I say who's booking this shit. I don't, I don't really want the answer to that, but yeah, Hercules Hernandez, Super Invader wins double power bomb on these two. It's very very quick. Doc, did you have any thoughts? No, I didn't because it was very quick. And I mean, here's the thing, Hercules. I, I there was some reason, and I can't remember what it was why he couldn't be Hercules at this point. I don't know what it was, but maybe it's the same reason Billy Jack couldn't be Billy Jack, but when he was the black blood or whatever. So I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, But it was quick and it is what it is. And I guess we'll see where it goes. And that was that. I just wish, I mean, if you're going to put him under a mask, just, you can do something else. Like, I don't know. I came to Stormtrooper and put a, no, don't do that. no, no, that, that was that was Cornette's idea. Well, it, actually, it wasn't Cornette's idea. That uh, I think Bo James told me somebody somebody was already doing that gimmick, and then Cornette just booked. If you've never listened to our Smoky Mountain show, there was a there was a match between someone as the Stormtrooper and Dixie Dynamite from the from the Heart of the Confederacy. <laughs> and no matter, no it's matter, funny every time you say it. I know that's why. That's why. You know, it's bad. If somebody clipped that, like that sounds so terrible. <laughs> the Klan versus Nazis, right? Film at film at eleven. <laughs> you know, we, next on Sports got, Center, we go down to the the center, the city center, where the Klan and Nazis faced off in a two out of three falls. And of course the. The Confederacy was the baby face in that example. Because well, um, we were in the deep from any com- I'll refrain from any <laughs> further comments on that. Same. Yeah. 
Brian Pillman does join the show in between the Super Invader match and the next match. Uh, Pillman, they come back from commercial and Pillman talks for about 20 seconds about war games before they throw to the next match. Uh, with only 42 minutes, this thing moves quickly. So they go to Larry the Cruncher Zabisco and Arn Anderson versus Ricky Steamboat and Nikita Koloff. Jim Ross reminds us that tomorrow is Wrestle War 92 and that you do not want to miss it. And I'm here to tell you, you don't want to miss it because we will be reviewing it on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT as usual. It'll drop a day or two after this show drops. So there it'll be. And we're hoping uh, that, it, that in the last three weeks, Harper has gotten his computer fixed. Because it, as you've heard in real time, it's only been 48 hours. And we've tried to make contact with him. And now his phone is going directly to voicemail. So maybe uh, we are now in fear that he's been further hacked and that it's going across all of his, his platforms. Um, so we're going to hopefully have Harper here next week. For the That's show. the hope. That's the hope. Um, I'll be checking with checking. Hey, man, we're with all him. living on the edge of a lightning bolt when it comes to dealing with the hard body, you know. Living on the edge of a lightning bolt, baby. All right. So, Doc, this match, like I said a second ago, they're moving through this thing quickly, and we're not going to get a long match here between these four who are in war games. Uh, your thoughts, on, if you have any, because there wasn't I, much I like to... the the one that they did early on. They did a, um, I believe it's at 10, 10, 1040. Since you haven't passed it, they do a sleeper reversal that I thought, yeah, you read, they get a little sleeper action going, and I like that. Why are you going back Arn. so far? Why uh, do you hate uh, wrestling? Arn was I like Arn does the thing where he wants timeout because he he's about to get well, give the man a timeout. If he him. has the ball, then he can call timeout. You told me ten forty. There's no sleeper going on right here. We just saw a double double I might bump be a between Arn and that. I just watched this tonight. Okay, I just watched know. it tonight. You yeah, pro- I was taking notes in a car at a soccer practice, dickhead. <laughs> Lay off, uh, I, lay, lay off me. It must have been before that. Okay, well, it was before that, but they did it nice. And if you have the means, I'd say go watch the match. It's not bad. It just ends prematurely because we don't have a lot of time, and they needed to get some interference going. And once they do that, it's a nice little um, prelude into the War Games match, if you ask me. The finish again. I think this match was like three and a half minutes. Uh, we get a hot tag to Koloff. Uh, Steamboat was kind of taking a little bit of heat. Uh, Nikita Koloff comes in. He's wheeling and dealing. Koloff hits Larry Zabisco with the sickle, uh, but Bobby Eaton interferes, and he's going to drop the Alabama jam on Nikita as Nikita goes for the pin. And then they beat down Nikita and Steamboat after the match. No resolution is expected. Steamboat comes in with a chair to hold off the heels to clear the ring. And um, that is that is how the match ends. And you know, you got to expect that. We got war games tomorrow where we're going to, I guess, solve this issue. Would you call it Not that? Not really. If you, if you wait until the two out of three falls for next week that they announce, I don't think they're going to solve shit. Well. They fucked yeah, that they, up, by they, the way. No, they do. We'll get there in they, a they do solve it at war games, but they kind of set some other things in motion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give anything away, you know. Right, you don't you want to become spoil things with spoilers. Yeah, man, you can't spoil things that are 30 years old. That's just not something you should do. 
I bet you get like a lot of comments from people like, thanks a lot for the spoiler, dickhead. <laughs> I get a lot of, can, can you tell I, Doc he was wrong about this? No. <laughs> you need to tell Doc. <laughs> people think I'm like your errand boy or some shit. Now, let's be careful on words here with that people's perceptions, but hey. I'm getting as bad in my old age as Harper. The second we hang up, I'm not going to remember what I said. You know, the other thing, too, that makes it hard is we were doing we record... doing 5,000 of these things. No, no, no. But even even on a, even on a regular week by week, we record a week in a couple of days before a show is released. So what happens is for a couple of days each week, there's actually two shows in the can. So that show gets released. And then the ne- you understand what I'm saying? Show comes out on Thursday night. We record on Tuesday. But that Tuesday, that show isn't going to come out for another nine to ten days. Okay, whatever. So a lot of times I'll get confused. Release like, it. What, what show was that it, on? Bitch. I'm like, wait, what show was that on? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that one. So, Here's uh, yeah, the thing. We've never claimed to be wrestling historians. This shit is for entertainment purposes, so be entertained or don't. I don't know. Hopper says he's a historian. Well, maybe he is, but is he here tonight? He tells you he can, you know, make sure you get your night vision goggles and shit. Well, he's a tactician, and we're gonna we're we've been talking about the last couple of days a new podcast, Survival Techniques with Hard Body Harper. <laughs> Doc, let's go now to Jim Ross, who welcomes in the Z-Man for oh, a sit-down no. with JR and Brian Pillman, who Pillman is the current light heavyweight champion. Look at the shirt that Pillman has on. Look at the shirt that Zinc has on. These two guys, I, you know, how would you critique their wardrobe as gentlemen wrestlers in 1992 here? Um, perfect. Now, let me hit play, <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that on the okay. other side. You guys know each other quite well, obviously. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night at Russell War 92, exclusively on pay-per-view, you can be a part of it by calling your local cable company. It will be Flying Brian, defending the light heavyweight championship of the world against his good friend and former tag team partner, the Z-Man. It's got to be the biggest match in your career. How do you feel this 24 hours away? Well, I can feel the butterflies starting to appear in my stomach. I've been training real hard for this, Jim Ross. As you well know, I've lost a lot of weight to get down to this class. Only because of the competition. Scotty Flamingo, Johnny B. Bad. I've got a lot of heat with all these guys. They all want a shot at the champ, and I got it. Well, you said you've lost a lot of weight, but Brian, he still is bigger than you are. Could that be a factor in this contest? It certainly will be, Jim, as it is in any contest. It's going to be Tom's size and strength versus flying Brian's speed and quickness. It promises to be very exciting. We know that uh, Brian has had some problems with his back. It's uh, common knowledge that he's had uh, 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 a lot of problems getting 100% healthy. Could that be a factor in the matchup? I guess what I'm asking you, will you work on his back tomorrow night in Jacksonville? I'm sure it's going to be a big factor. We're going to have to see how it goes, and uh, that might be part of my strategy to work on his back. You know, all friendships aside at this point, Jim Ross, we were partners a long time ago, but this is for the light heavyweight championship belt of the world, and I'm going after the title. The fans know that one of your signature maneuvers is backing your opponent into the corner and chopping with those judo chops. Will those chops lessen a little bit because you know this man so well? Those chops are going to intensify because the gold is on the line, the world title. And when Tom and I step inside the squared circle, 
Friendships aside, it's down to business, it's down to going after the gold. I know that's what he intends to do, and that's just what I'm going to do. Well, Brian uh, and, and Tom, in closing, uh, do you have anything to say, any final remarks to your challenger tomorrow night? Well, Tom, right around the corner, old friend, and we're not partners anymore, and I kind of did think I was the, the dominant force on the team back when we were the U.S. champs. <laughs> Come on, Pillman. I'll see you in the ring tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Sure, well, ladies and gentlemen, this should be a very interesting matchup exclusively on pay-per-view. It'll be at WrestleWar 92. Be sure to call your local cable company. And now let's go to Eric Bischoff and this week's WCW Magazine. Why is Pillman interested in Z-Man just as like, he's like bland. I, I think you nailed it there. And I have thoughts about this later. At the end of the show, but oh, okay. But Pillman, it, Pillman sounds smart and has like analysis on breaking it down. And Zinc is just—I'll tell you, Jim Ross, dude. That guy's like a shirt that you iron and then just dump a can of starch on, and it's just stiff. <laughs> you know, you know what just hit me. Z-Man's acting level right there was Jason Hervey level when Hervey was on a few weeks back. And that's 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 actually a compliment to Z-Man that I just gave because Z-Man's not a professional actor. He's a pro wrestler. But that's a bad thing because Hervey was so bad. Yeah. <sighs> I, I don't know, man. Let me ask you this. Did that right there make you want to see their match? I kind of want to see their match anyway, um, and I'll tell you why at the end of the show. Okay. But it, let me say this. It it didn't necessarily talk you into the building. You you no. just wanted to see the match. Gotcha. No, I'll tell you why at the end of the show. That right. segment is not that great. So there you go. Fair enough. So we then go to the – WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff. He sells us on War Games uh, at Wrestle War 92 one last time. We are going to get a promo from Sting's Squadron. I got to play it because because of you. And it's it's short, but it's just glorious. So let me go to it now. Here it is. First, the doors are going to shut all around us in a big giant cage, two rings, and everybody locked inside. And then the next thing that's going to shut is two pages, a book, closing, end of story, cut, 86, the Alliance from there on out. Everybody knows, Rick Rude, that I'm going to be singling you out. I want you in that cage. Cages all around us, even above us. The DA, your end's going to come also in less than 24 hours. Think about it. With Nikita here with us among this team, the Dangerous Alliance is going to see its demise in Jacksonville. This is the best way we know for revenge. So, DAs, the book is about to be closed tomorrow night. Woo! And War Games... <laughs> the only thing they didn't have was Bron- uh, Brian <laughs> Lee talking about jib jobbing and socializing. That's t- Yeah, that's the type of promo that was. Uh, I had to play it because it's... Because of the sting scream at the end. And it just hit me. I wasn't tying the two together because of the way Steamboat said it when he talked about his wife on that main event episode that I played the promo at the end of last week's show. When he said DA, he was talking about the dangerous alliance. I was like, why is he talking about a district attorney here? But I forgot 
they do abbreviate it for DA, Dangerous Alliance. Yeah. So there's that. All right. All right, Doc. Uh, I, I need to go to this next part. Bischoff starts talking about the allegations of misconduct by Steamboat. And let me just hit play, and we'll talk about this on the other side. This is okay. still the WCW Magazine segment. Here it is. Pay-per-view. And before we wrap up tonight's magazine, this update on the recent charges of misconduct coming from Ravishing Rick Rude. Now, on last week's WCW Saturday Night, not only did Ravishing Rick Rude accuse Ricky the Dragon Steamboat of having a fixation on Medusa, two ladies came forward from the audience and claimed to be involved with Ricky Steamboat. Now, Ricky denied the charges the following night during a live telephone conversation broadcast on the main event. And since that time, Ricky's been trying to find out who is behind this most recent development. Now, I tried to talk to Ricky about this situation earlier today, and as you're about to see, this whole sordid affair has become even more complex. Now, let's see if we can get a word with him as soon as he's off the phone. Oh, man, you know, this thing's got me a buffalo there. I know about these three girls and where they, where they came from, but I've been making phone calls and nobody knows anything about it. No leads at all? Nothing at all, but I know. I've got a pretty good suspicion, but like I said, nobody, no, no, nobody's no, helped me out. Wait, wait a minute, Dallas. I'm in an interview with Eric. Just okay, give me a, give me a second. You don't want to, I got something you want to hear. You don't want to hear what I got to say. Hang on, Eric. Hey, what? I'll be here. Hey, that's DDP talking, that would be DDP. Not mine. Hey, trust me. Hang on, just for what a is second. That hey, right now, hang on for a second. Derek, come here. Hold on. All right, obviously something going on with Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Diamond Dallas Page. What we're not sure, <laughs> we will stay on top of it. And we will try to have more on this story next week on WCW Saturday Night. I'm Eric Bischoff, inviting you to join me. What the hell did we just watch? Why would DDP engage Ricky Steamboat? Now, here's the thing. At least Steamboat is the only wrestler, gentleman wrestler here that's dressed like an adult. Because look at Pillman. Yeah, you you know, I didn't answer your question a little while ago, but th- like Pillman's stonewashed jean it's not even a jean jacket it's a jean shirt long sleeve jean shirt and the in the, the matching jeans with the double huge pockets with the uh, logo down on the right rib cage or below like where and your swollen big, liver swollen fatty liver would go and the big chain i mean yeah he's something and we're gonna talk about he does in his recipe look i'll do it I need to get, be able to get some rats. Z-Man had a rayon shirt and I know slacks on with the loafers with no socks, just straight 1990s sleazy wrestler outfits going on here. Um, but but back to back to DDP. This is so wild. He's just like he just interrupts the whole thing and has a private conversation with Steamboat on air. And I'm like, so. Did did you what was the discussion that you all had? Like what 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 were y'all talking about? Did did DDP exonerate you from from these allegations? He's got the scoop that this is all a a show. Stay tuned. We'll see if they say anything about it or not. I don't know. No spoilers, but yeah, it was just it's just wild. And um Steamboat must have got some good info cuz he's like, "Yeah, Eric, uh, I'll, I'll finish this with you another time." And he leaves him. I don't know. Any thoughts? I wish I cared more. All right. Fair enough. 
Continuing along then, again, I like I said, this show is moving at a blazing pace. We're already at the main event. Um, and I don't mean this show being us. I mean this episode of Saturday Night is only 42 minutes. Doc, we're going to go to Scotty Flamingo versus Johnny B. Bad. I, I got to ask you first before we even get to the match. Scotty Flamingo comes out with JT Southern. Uh, do you want to explain to the people what these two fools look like? I I don't know that I can. Flamingo stops in that dumbass hallway and draws a mustache on a poster of Pillman. I don't understand why these two guys are together because Flamingo's like this Marky Mark kind of rapper guy, and JT Southern is hanging on to hair metal in '92. I don't understand their connection. Other than I don't, we just need somebody to hang out together. I bet you if you asked Raven that in 2023, he'd say it didn't make any sense. Yeah. I just was going with it. Tip. He's just a mess here. Raven, look at that shirt. It's airbrushed on the back with a picture. He's got a long flowing pink bandana around his hair. What a, it's just a complete disaster. He paid a lot for that that coat he's got on with the airbrush. I, I guess. guarantee you. I mean, you got to invest in your gimmick, though, right? Back then, to pay somebody to airbrush that, that wasn't cheap. But you got to invest in your gimmick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had to. I mean, Michael Vick jerseys aren't cheap, you know? <laughs> then you got to carry on that goddamn bowling brass knucks trophy that you won. Yeah, that's I a rib. That. That's a rib, too. I didn't carry that thing around. Oh. The promotion did. I was not carrying that big bullshit around. You didn't have to get it through the metal detector at the high school where you were defending it? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, on to the match. Scotty Flamingo with JT Southern versus Johnny B. Bad. Johnny comes out and shoots off his confetti cannon into the air. I know you like mm-hmm. that, Doc. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. I, he... He did kiss a young girl on the cheek. Um, it was 1992. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, Pillman is on commentary with Jim Ross. And as you've seen, this episode moves so quick, you just really don't get much of Pillman on commentary. There was a lot of mat wrestling in this one. They worked the headlock for the for a while in the first fall. I mean, they worked it so long, it became the finish. That was that was my note of the first fall that as they worked this damn headlock. But I'll go to you. Um, you tell me what you thought about this. Can I tell match. you a few things? Sure. Well, they had 17 and a half minutes to get all this in, which again is not enough. Um not for three falls. No. But okay, so I thought Pillman was good on color. And I've heard Jr. say in the past, like recently on his podcast, that he always felt like and had talked to Pillman after his car wreck where he obviously wasn't going to be able to be physical in the ring like he was anymore. That, hey, Brian, you would do good to move into the commentating booth. And, you know, Pillman didn't want to hear it. You know, you wonder what happens if if Jr. could get, not that it's Jr.'s fault, but if that that message would have landed better with Pillman, because he was good on 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 color, and he's a young guy there. By the time he's 
has the wreck and he's in his mid thirties and has matured and, and, and gotten saltier with this thing. I would imagine he would have been awesome on color. Yeah. Cause he had the gift of talking and he, he knew how to get heat and he knew how to be an antagonist and that would have been good. I don't blame him for not wanting to hear it, though, because if you think about Randy Savage, that's one of the things that led him to WCW. He didn't, he was like, I still want to wrestle. You know, when you're a wrestler, you still want to wrestle. You don't want to be on commentary. That's not the spotlight. but, But the other thing is, when your body gives up on you or you beat it to submission or you have a an accident how else can you make money in the business yeah but the, a lot of times guys are in denial too I'm not saying True. pillman was in denial i'm just saying like in general oh, you talk about was. just as yeah you get guys who are in denial pile of drugs i mean that's all that right there's not helping you to think straight right right no i'm with you yeah he was just i think he could have did it I mean, and especially here and now, I didn't know Jr. said that, but yeah, definitely. I think he could have did it. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of wrestlers. Who... That's what I that's what I was thinking when we watched this. So that's one of the things. Now, Flamingo takes a early advantage, does he not? Well, so the first fall, like I said, they were working a headlock gimmick for like. T- <laughs> two minutes i mean it, it went on and on i'm fast forwarding through it now they worked it on the outside of the ring i mean it was just like a continuous gimmick and in the end bad has flamingo in a side headlock but flamingo rolls bad johnny b bad over grabs the tights and flamingo gets the three count the crowd is booing but the ref didn't see the tights being used as leverage so one two three Scotty Flamingo wins the first fall. I mean, I guess it's fine. I I don't know what you expect, man, when you got 17 minutes left and you got to get in three falls, you know? Mm-hmm. And let's face it, we came off a really good two out of three falls. They can't all be winners. Boy, and it was nothing these guys did that was wrong. It just didn't. No. Well, and I can't put my finger on it because I don't, I don't, I've not been in the ring. I probably can't put my, I probably could put my finger on it. I don't know. I don't think you have to be in the ring to know this stuff. These two guys were earlier, early enough on in their career. Early enough in their career that they're not going to, I mean, I think when, first of all, Austin is a phenom. And then Wyndham is Wyndham. That factored into how good that match was too. You know, and where they and and you gotta also know where those guys way. were on the card already. Yeah, you know, they weren't chop liver. They right. Wyndham's been around forever. Austin, not so much. But even then, he was built like a star. I mean, he was champion not long after right. he came in. Right. Right. Um, I had a timestamp on this second fall. Johnny B. Bad right here, if you're watching on Patreon at tinyurl.com. I had the same timestamp, so I wanted to ask you, how hard is this to do? 
So if you're watching on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, Johnny B. Bad is throwing some haymakers at Flamingo. And Flamingo, on one of the last one, falls through the top rope and second rope and then is able to hook his feet to the top rope. That's not as easy as he made it look because he made it look very seamless when he falls. And then Johnny B. Bad ends up knocking him off where he then falls to the floor and takes a bump. That was hard to do. I it's thought not, so too, but I I mean, the the margin for error is not much and the risk reward is pretty big too. He 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 made that seamless. Like he he made it look like seamless and just completely natural. Like it it looked just completely natural. Nothing it didn't look like a struggle. He was so smooth doing it. It was almost too smooth. You know how you hear an old timer say that sometimes? Like, you know, you don't want to make something look too smooth because when it looks too smooth, you know, it doesn't look real. Like he, because look, he's shoop, and he's right there. He's hooked. And then he's got his feet hooked into it. It was just perfect. Yeah. Now that, that's, that is not easy to do what he just did. And he even took the bump good. Cause when, 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 Mark Merrill, Johnny B. Bad gets the feet off. He Raven's got the sense of mind. As soon as his feet go, he sl- he twists his body so that he comes down on the side and basically on his ass. So he almost does like a you know one eighty as he's falling. It's really good. I mean, you know, two young guys they just know what they're doing. There was no heat for this match, but that was nice to see. Again, you can watch it on Patreon, tinyurlcom BTT. Um, Doc, not long after that, we do get the finish. Uh, do you have anything before we go? I'm not the finish, the second mean, fall. Yeah, I thought J, uh, Johnny B. Bad hit a really nice move to, to get the second, to get the second fall. Yep. So Raven is about to suplex Johnny B. Bad off the top, but Bad throws Flamingo off of him from the top rope, and Bad is going to hit a sunset flip off the top rope, and Johnny B. Bad. After that, pins Scotty Flamingo. One, two, three. So we got one, one here. Uh, n- not bad. I mean, this match is fine so far. Like the crowd's into it. I mean, there's nothing on the line other than, I guess they're both light heavyweight contenders, technically. Even though Johnny B. Bad is nothing light heavyweight about him. Um, not bad. Good stuff so far. All right, Doc, I'm going to go to fall number three. Uh, You got any timestamps before 3720? I don't. I don't have anything until the finish, and then I have stuff. Okay. So I'm going to go to the finish, but did you want to say something before the finish? No. All right. So we get a power slam by Johnny B. Bad. There's a screwy-looking go-behind by Flamingo, and then Bad goes face first into the turnbuckle. The ref's back is turned. Southern hits Bad with his guitar, and then one, two, three, Flamingo pins Bad, which means he wins the match. Um, I'm trying to wait till we get this like weird-looking go-behind. There's, I don't know what the hell was supposed to happen. It, it, it just looks screwy. Uh, was that one of your questions? Right there. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the hell. 
I feel like something else was supposed to come, but I don't know. Maybe it maybe it just wasn't smooth. But JT Southern hits Johnny B. Bad in the head with the guitar. The ref doesn't see it. One, two, three. Raven, aka Scotty Flamingo, wins. They do end up um Z-Man's gonna hit the ring and he tells on Southern. Oh god, what mm. an asshole, huh? He tell he tells the ref, oh, Southern hit him with the with the guitar. They end up jumping Z-Man and putting the boots to him. And then Pillman gets involved in order to help Z-Man. I just would have let them whip Z-Man's ass if I was Pillman, especially knowing I got a match with him tomorrow. And then the heels end up getting the hell out of there because Pillman clears the ring. Um, Any thoughts before we go to the wrap-up with the promo? Because there's some some good stuff that happens in the the wrap-up. Yeah, I just don't understand why Z-Man has this authority all of a sudden. Um, but to be honest, a couple of thoughts, this match was not bad. There was nothing wrong with this match, to be honest. It just was never going to live up to what we watched. And, and this is where our recording schedule is actually hurting our view of the product because it was last week, but for us, it was 24 hours ago. So that match didn't last. This match didn't lead up or live up to the match that we watched last night. And so, you know, it's just not going to get there. And that's that's okay. It's just, it's different. I thought they got out of it probably the best way they could to keep things going and really to then move over into this Zinc Pillman thing. So I guess that's where you're headed next. Yeah. Um, And I think, I I even think if it would have been a week before we watched this, we still kind of would have had the same thing. You know, we oftentimes joke about, you know, quick shows. We're like, oh, man, we're going to give that an A. It was only 45 minutes, right? Um, and, and this actual show, there's there's nothing wrong with the show. Uh, the main event's fine. I actually think it's probably one of the better two out of three falls matches we've seen because there's been some that we just go, go to the Arn Anderson and Big Josh one. That one was fine, too. It was just long and pointless. Like this actually makes a little more sense to me because they didn't really promote it, but these two guys are both light heavyweight title contenders. They didn't build it that way, but it kind of, but it is, it's true. Um, You know, spoiler alert here, Scotty Flamingo is going to win that title at some point. I won't say when, but at some point. So like you have two guys who actually contenders for the light heavyweight title. So it makes sense for them to wrestle. They didn't say that, but in my mind, I'm like, that makes sense. And we didn't get something bullshit where it's like, you know, they went to TV time and then just cut it off. They actually got the two out of three in. The thing was, like you said, we had like 15, 16, 17 minutes to go to get all that in. So you can only do so much when you got to have, you know, three falls inside of essentially 17 minutes. It's not easy. Um, Five minutes in a match goes like that. I don't think people realize how quick five minutes can just go by. So it's fine. Um, but it is on the heels of the best two out of three we've seen so far. So that can be difficult. On that note, we do transition. Like you said, Doc, Jim Ross is going to wrap us up. And um, I'm going to play two things here. Here's the first part. Pat here, ladies and gentlemen, on WrestleWar 92 E. We're going to talk to Flying Brian and Z Man in just a moment. But right now, I want to remind you that next week, our big six-man tag team main event will be a tremendous one. It will be Nikita Koloff, Ricky Steamboat, and Dustin Rhodes versus these three members of the Dangerous Alliance. Let me give you some advice. Koloff, Rhodes, and Steamboat, we have a motto for two out of three fall matches. The DA 
doesn't need the third fall. Larry's the best go, Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby Eaton. You're looking at power. You're looking at Mr. Finesse and the natural Dustin Rhodes. Next week, two out of three falls, we're going to see just how tough you really are. That should be a great... All right. Any thoughts on that before we keep going, Doc? Uh, we're just about to have war games and you're already running it back. I, I don't understand. Okay, I haven't seen this in a long time, but I think they do tie it into what happens at war games. Okay. They need to. Okay, I'm just, and I actually think they record that bef- maybe before war games, but I think I thought they tied it in. We'll see though. I'm, I'm, okay. I think they do, but I haven't watched it in a long time. So let's. Uh, but that's a good observation that you had because you're like, I thought we're settling something at war games. Why are we doing this now? So yeah, it, yeah, good good observation. Thanks. Let's keep going. Uh, second part of the close <laughs> of this. <laughs> Z-Man and Pillman. Here we go. Great six-man tag team event. You guys taking some chances here tonight on the eve of your big championship matchup, but I know you've had problems with Flamingo and Southern before. You know, Jim Ross, time after time after time, the Z-Man gets on a roll. I started to get out of the slump. I got things together, and you two punks, JT Southern and Scotty the Flamingo, jump on my back. You know, anytime you two punks Want a shot at me? I'll put the title on the line anytime either one of you two want. Wait a minute. What title are you talking about? You're talking about my title? Let's not get ahead of yourself, okay? Hey, wait a minute, Brian. I, it's national TV. They jump me from behind before, as you know. You know what kind of a temper I got? And I want some revenge on these two, Brian. I didn't mean your title. Like, Brian, you're my best friend. Tom, I know you're hot at them. They're not exactly uh, at the top of my list. But I'll tell you what, I've never known you to look past an opponent. I've come out here tonight to help you out just like I did all the times we tagged up together and you got no gratitude for it. Help me out. You help me out. You know, to tell you the truth, Brian, a lot of people have been saying since you got the belt around your waist, you've been a little bit too generous with your help, Brian. I was fine on my own. You know something, Tom? We don't have to wait till tomorrow to do this. We can do it right now if you want. Let's do it right now. Guys, wait just a second. We don't, we don't have any more time. Fans, we'll see you at WrestleWar 92. And don't forget to join us on the main event tomorrow here on TBS. <laughs> JR's being like Lance Russell right now. Wait a second, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. Settle down. <laughs> He's being like Lance Russell. Uh, I thought Pillman was exceptional here. The only reason I'm the only reason I'm going along with this is that I think Pillman I don't know this, so I'm guessing, is that one of these guys is about to turn heel and I think it's Pillman. Zinc was awful. He's just not good. He's no. And, and Pillman, to be honest, so much better. they should have had a, if they were gonna turn these guys with Zinc involved, they needed to do it where they tagged up again and then had problems during the match and turned on each other so that Zinc wouldn't have to talk. I don't remember if this is where exactly where they turned him, though. Like, okay. I think it's still a little ways off. He's kind of like they're trying to present him like they're turning him, but I, I just remember something that else, something else that happens. Let me say this. Something else happens with him and Brad Armstrong where I thought that was like the turn. And that's like a ways down, like later this year, I think. So I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily the turn. I mean, it, 
Remember though, they kind of made him. They what did they do a few months back where they were like kind of starting to turn him, and it didn't. It didn't even materialize. Direction changed, and yeah, you, know, you never know with this. Crew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to. The problem is you got because then you have Watts about to come in, and he's gonna he's gonna fuck with Pillman too in real life. So right, right. So you got all that going on that just I, I don't blame it. And to be clear, none of us are blaming these wrestlers. But when you go from Jim Hurd to Kip Fry to to Watts, like it, think about that. That you know, Jim Hurd was clueless. Kip Fry was trying. I mean, I, I you can't blame. I'm not even mad at him. He's not an idiot like Jim Hurd. He just was, you know. He took the mantle, or he took the the lead role after, and then you get a bully like Bill Watts coming in, who's you know rules with an iron fist. Who I would never want to work for a jackass like him. So that's that. Um, but I thought Pillman, to the point you made, was exceptional here, man. He's he's yeah. outstanding, and, and and give both of them credit here because. This does kind of make you want to see what's happening, and Pillman was spot on. Yeah. Hold, hold on, Tom. I love how you called him Tom. Here? Hold on, Tom. Aren't you getting ahead of yourself? You know, I, I, that yep. that's that's a real thing to say in a situation like that. It is. All right. So on that note, Doc, that's how this episode wraps up. Uh, before we rate it and hand out the toot toot award. Quick reminder, if you want to listen to our WrestleWar92 pay-per-view review, you can only get it at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only will you get that, you'll get all of the pay-per-views we've done in WCW. You'll get all of the clashes that we've done up to this point, which is about, I don't know, 18 or so. tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. There's so much available, 400-plus exclusive episodes. Time to rate it, Doc. What are you going to rate this one? It was a quick one. It was a quick one. It wasn't. It was okay. Um, they, you know, we're trying to get to this pay per view. I'm going to give this a B plus. All right, that's fair enough. And um, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give it a B plus as well. You're trying to act like Harper. Okay. Not so. But who are you? Are you giving your toot toot award to um, Scotty Flamingo, or are you giving it to the Super Invader? I'm just kidding. I'm going to actually go with Brian Pillman for having to drag Tom Zink through <laughs> promos. So not Sting or Steamboat in that WCW magazine segment? I thought either? about Flamingo for that move that he did, but I, I think that having to drag Pil, uh, Zink through two promo sets has got to be tough. I, I'm going to give it to Pillman, but... <laughs> When you got a guy in this episode, and this is two weeks in a row that we've heard him do this, yeah, boy, Johnny B. Bozo the Clown. <laughs> I kind of wanted to give it to him, but I, I can't do it, even though he had a good match. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we're in agreement. Pillman and both of us gave it a B plus. So the next time you hear us, it'll be – It'll be talking about Wrestle War '92. Now, Doc, can't wait. Did you, did you want to hear? Did you want to hear Steamboat's promo, or you no. just really don't care? Y'all see, really he, that, this is how much he hates wrestling. 
He doesn't want to hear what Steamboat had to say last week on the main event. But you heard it, and that's what's important. That's right. They all heard it. I don't give a shit. Oh, wow. All right. Hold on real quick. I need this one more time in my life before we go. Skin it. Johnny B. Bozo the Clown. You got I bet. I'd say about. Boy. Johnny B. Bozo the Clown. That's Raven. It's hard to score that with him being in the ECW arena in jean shorts with a ministry shirt on. Just <laughs> scum beyond belief. I love it. I mean, they did. Look, what was the story that Tommy stole his girlfriend? I mean, they did, they did some they did some hokey shit in ECW, if you really think about the storylines. But from a character standpoint, this is so absurd to see him. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Johnny B. Boy, little clown. All right. Well, on that note, we need to get out of here. We hope you enjoyed another week of Book of the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Uh, before we go, hey, when you see me tweet out the show or put it on Facebook, hit the Do share something. button on Facebook, yeah. retweet it or post it, repost it, whatever they're calling it now on Twitter. Uh, that does help the show and helps out all these algorithms. And again, if you're listening on YouTube, Hit the subscribe button and the like button. It is greatly appreciated. Come on that note, something. Doc, it is time for us to get out of here. Uh, why don't you hit okay. the tagline and let's roll? Well, then let's just book it, bitch. Bitch.